1: Welcome to La Ventanita, the Miami Herald Food Podcast. I'm the Miami Herald Food Editor, Carlos Frias, joined every week by my buddy over there, Amy Reyes.
0: Hi, welcome back.
1: I know we, we all... We all took the week off because the guy that makes this show really happen, uh Pierre Taylor, who's our our director, our technical director, and the the guy who if if he didn't care about this show <laughs> there would be zero show it would go away it would go yeah, away sure. overnight well,
0: it's just so you can see like I cannot be here and I mean, you and I could do it earlier, but like so that you could not be here. but if Pierre's not here, there's absolutely nothing to talk there's about. no show there's there's, there's no, no show.
1: show. There's a show, and then there's no show if yeah. Pierre is. Yeah. There's here, Pierre
0: so. is here, and then there's no show.
1: So shout out to Pierre, we love you, Brand. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we're back, and you know, you know, now we have two weeks of goodies and stuff to catch up on. Uh, but we also oh, have an awesome guest, we start, so though, we can't go crazy.
0: Before we start, though, I have to apologize to you because I have committed a crime against Miami neighbors.
1: I can't. Forgive I offered
0: you. you, I offered you something, and then I forgot to bring it to you. I offered you my delicious. Avocados from my tree in my backyard. I was like, "Yeah, I got a whole bag of them. I'll bring you a couple, Carlos." And then you know what happened was—you
1: flaked—is what happened.
0: (laughs) What happened was I had a box that I had to take to the post office, and my brain can't remember two things. So I took the box to the car, and then I I got in the car and I left. And your avocados were on in a bag on the counter, just waiting for you to get them.
1: You know who didn't forget? Connie didn't forget.
0: Connie didn't forget you.
1: I asked, I said, I said, I told both you guys, hey, bring me some avocados. I, I got a hankering. I don't have a tree. I don't have anybody nearby whose avocados I can pilfer. And she showed up with like, Two of the three avocados. She was gonna give me three, but one,
0: <laughs> one. fell under the car.
1: And rolled under somebody else's car or her car, or whatever. And it's like, you know what? There's plenty of avocados. Two is plenty. And
0: the worst part is, is how bad I, how much I sell my avocados. I'm like, you guys will never. You never, never find are a not better- talking about those avocados. <laughs> you will never find a better avocado than the one from my tree in my patio. One specific tree. The other tree, I'm about to chop it down because that tree gives garbage avocados. I'm not interested in them. But this one. This I feel like is. it's.
1: I feel like at some point in the show you need to get a knife and cut it open so we can see. Oh, what's, it's not ripe. It's not it, ripe. It, it doesn't matter. You can sacrifice one. You have like ten thousand. Oh of them.
0: no, are you crazy? No, <laughs> no. way, man.
1: <laughs> All right, well, but I you know But you do. You do owe me. You do owe me because I, I want to eat that avocado. Uh, because you know we we have like I love Florida avocados. Like I like the lightness of them. I like them. You know the Haas ones to me is not like an avocado I can eat right out of. Like open the fruit, put salt and pepper, and and uh, oil and vinegar on it and just eat it it's like Honestly, too rich
0: that's it's how i rich. feel about that's how i feel about florida avocados i feel like florida avocados um they need a lot of stuff to make them to make them good to me like these avocados i don't know what the hell oh kind of boy. avocado this is See, i don't know where it came from but we planted it from a seed it was from an old house i used to live on 30th street and 127th avenue over by saint kevin um church and that patio had this tree and when That'll we count. moved we took a seed and we planted it in my backyard oh, wow
1: you planted it from a seed not a lot of people do that it takes sometimes they take a long time to grow it Look took a you. long time
0: it took oh, a, it took a right. solid like 6 what, five years. years yeah there yeah.
1: you go yeah yeah, no, that's, that's uh, well, good for you, and uh, thanks for being like at the strip club. Like, look, don't touch.
0: You can't, can't have th- it.
1: Can't have this avocado. <laughs> Nothing for
0: you. <laughs> all right. So sorry.
1: Well, you know what? I'm not going to let you have any of my planchita uh, sandwiches when I start pressing them.
0: Oh, you, you, can't, you can't deprive me. You can't have me. none of that. No, you can't deprive me.
1: So my planchita. So, what, tell got, us the update. So every, we need the update. All right, so they told me it'd be two to three weeks. We are now at week four, but every Monday, I'm like, hey, you up? You know, I just, like, send them a note. <laughs>
0: How's my planchita doing?
1: <laughs> I sent them a note, like, hey, no rush, no pressure, just curious if it's all going fine. And they sent me some little update pictures of It's like my your planchita's
0: Blanchita. at summer camp, and you want an update from the counselors? I do.
1: I just want to know that she's okay, and that yeah. everything's fine, and that there are no concerns. So they've started, they took it apart, they disassembled it, and uh, yeah, you can see a picture there. Oh, wow. There. That's yeah, an they,
0: interesting look.
1: They got up in them guts. Uh, yeah, they're they all up in your
0: plancha's guts.
1: But this guy's like, he's committed. He's committed to not just doing it, but like he wants to do it right. He wants it to be awesome. Uh his name is Oscar. Uh, uh I think they're called Sunshine Polish and Polish and planchita. Plating or something like that. <laughs> Sunshine, Sunshine Polish, plating, and planchita. And so you can see right there, yeah, he's already, he's already like he chromed oh, wow. one piece, he polished the other stainless steel. Like that was I cannot tell you how years worth of grimy that was and it's like uh it's really coming together see if you've seen that picture there's a Pierre put a, a yeah anybody
0: up. who is watching can appreciate the grime that was on carlos's planchita yes. and the before picture the after picture came before the before picture and the after picture looks real real clean
1: yeah yeah they i mean he's building like a he's building a new handle for it it's going to be all like you know Dude. polished brass i i I I'm super pumped. But you know You are I'm,
0: next level expert. So unless
1: you show up with aguacate, you can't have no sandwiches from that. All, right. all right.
0: That sounds fair.
1: All right. But in the meantime, I'm just filling up on pizza. I think you've seen my favorite.
0: Yeah, dude. You are going through a pizza period.
1: I am going through a <laughs> Carlos, serious pizza period. Carlos, place.
0: every every other day he's sending me pictures. Look at this pizza. Mm-hmm. What was the last one you sent me? Because you, you already got me hooked on the Vice City pizza, which is yeah, like I, it's it's near me it's near me in Kendall so like I, I can go hit that place up and I can get my square elevated Buddy's pizza a Detroit style pizza but where was the most recent place that you went?
1: So I uh, I went to a, a, it's called Pie City Pizza uh, and it's this guy um, this guy he, he, the name he goes by is Jeremiah Bullfrog. Uh, you know that's not okay. obviously not his real name but he um, he 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 was like the original food truck guy he was like the OG food truck guy. He had one called the Gastropod like when the food truck movement started. Okay. And uh and he was like I think he's Rick Ross's or was Rick Ross's personal chef and you know stuff like that. Like he's real um uh, he's, he's 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 really into it. And um and he's been making this one like this Detroit style pizza. It was at the Timeout Market for a minute, uh just under a year. High um, City Pizza. Pie City Pizza. You got to find okay. them. Now they're moving around again. So you got to find them on Twitter, you got to find them through Instagram and, and it tells you where he's popped up. So he popped up at this uh uh offsite brewery. It's like a brewery brew pub out there by the Tequiza guy and the Box Elder guy and it's Right. It's a really great spot. Like they make such great like approachable food, like the kind of food that you like having at a bar but done really well. Real like fancy it's got pants. yes, super little
0: I think I remember you describing the the hot dogs that they make. Like yes. they grow. They go real they hard make for their, hot their dogs. own
1: hot dogs. Yeah. They are making their own hot dogs, and it's like. ¿Con eso te I would go. I
0: would. I would leave Kendall for that just to try because I kind of do like hot dogs, but like I would leave Kendall for like a, a fancy pants hot dog.
1: Yeah, and it hurt to not go there and order the fried chicken sandwich and the hot dog, uh, which are fantastic. It's mm-hmm. called the Super Good Chicken Sandwich, and it's <laughs> it's super good. And they're it and the beer and the beer that they brew is called the Super Good Lager. Uh, <laughs> and so it hurt not to order that, but I had to have this pizza and. Like I, I defer to you. I was like, so it's super puffy. It's a focaccia style, and it's super puffy. It's it's got to be, maybe two inches thick, um, crusty edges. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they made one that's just like sauce, like like a spicy saucy, right, right. One and really good, really good, very like, uh, but still kind of airy, not like a two inches of dense
0: of, pie. of like grease. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so it was really good, and and he's moving around. You should find that place. Well, it looked like. like-
0: it looked like it had like slabs of beef on it. What was on top of it?
1: No, no, no. That was like, uh, it was like that was the the like pours of sauce, like thick pores of of red ah, okay. sauce over the top. And
0: no, but and I thought that you sent me two pictures. You sent oh, the me other one. one
1: was was pepperonis.
0: Like, oh, okay, Just okay. covered
1: in little beautifully cupped pepperonis, and that was well,
0: you know, Buddy's so Pizza, returning to the the, mm-hmm. the OG of all these the things. mother,
1: the mother, the mother, Detroit the mothership pizza,
0: of these pizzas. Right? Buddy's Pizza, one of the one of their most popular pizzas was their ground beef pizza. Like they oh, would put okay. carne molida all over the top of one of their pizzas. And the the, the fact that the the focaccia was so focaccia made it so that like it could sustain like a yes. whole like, you know, ground beef situation. And you would eat the F out of that.
1: Well, you know what hit me about that pizza is that it, I get why Detroit likes that pizza. Like in a place where it gets cold yeah. and like it's winter and, and it's – you get something that is warm and is substantial. Yeah. And it fills your belly and it like it feels like it's like the it's like the compliment to eating a, a bowl of like hearty soup. Yeah. But but make it pizza, you know? Exactly. So I got it. I accept yeah. it was ninety degrees outside, but I still ate the hell out of that pizza. So
0: Well, for those of those of uh our listeners who are super into pizza too, we are con- currently doing our internet pizza poll. Our so Internet you can totally both-
1: fake. So, totally yeah. fake pizza poll. Our
0: pizza poll where you can decide which your favorite pizza place is and yes. a couple of the places that you featured in um your most recent roundup of new new and exciting pizza places have made it like Vice City Pizza, which Vice is City incredible. Pizza.
1: Yes, yeah. they know how to they know how to use the internet and vote. They do. Yeah. For sure.
0: Oh, and speaking, you know who else is on that list? Mm-hmm. Casolas.
1: Oh, bom, bom, bom. Yeah, give us the
0: give us give us the update cuz there is some cheese made with Casolas.
1: All right, yeah, so this guy who's got a, a really great Insta- Instagram account uh, called Miami Stadium, I want to say is the name, and he he does a lot of old throwback photos. He posts a lot of old photos. He posted that cazolas had been sold, that he was hearing that Cazola's had been sold. Um, this was like late yesterday, and uh, I called them up, and they are like, we're not making any comment publicly, which means...
0: Something's happening, but we're not going to tell you. Something's happening,
1: but we're not going to tell you. And, uh, but as it turns out, it looks like it's being bought by the folks at El Carajo uh, because I did call over there and I was like, hey, you know, is this true? And it's like, yes, but, but let me put in put a, some owners in touch with you. And I haven't heard from them. But like, again, it was late yesterday. But so confirmation like Cazola's uh, is being bought by the folks at El Carajo, which like Joe Jonas, many people may not know that it's a Spanish tapas restaurant, Spanish restaurant inside a BP station on the corner of, I want to say, Southwest 17th, 17th and, and US 1. And, US 1. and uh, it's been there for easily maybe 10 years or something
0: like that. Yeah, and that place they, is my jam. It I love is that fantastic. place.
1: It's, it's, a, it's a true hidden gem. Because it is for hidden sure. inside okay. of a gas station. Could yeah, be that's
0: missing. why we were we were like, should we even write about how Joe Jonas showed up there? Like, Do we yeah. want people to know? <laughs> yeah. I'm go no, blowing Joe up Jonas. my spot.
1: Exactly. Joe, <laughs> look what I discovered. Get Wait, out of I here.
0: Go away, please. I want so, a table.
1: So it sounds like they that place must make must do enough business uh to um to have bought the place next door. So I, I will see. I don't know if they're if they are selling the land or selling or just buying, you know, releasing the space. So those details I have not heard yet. So uh right. We'll see. Maybe by today well, after I get off this podcast I'll
0: Oh, you need to you need to clear up some other um pizza news too. Mm. <laughs> But you got a tip that, that Ray Pizza was closed.
1: Yes. So same guy who posted that. Like, <laughs> what's going on with this Ray Pizza? Well, what's
0: going on with pizza in Miami? This guy's yes. on top of it.
1: Yeah, I know. The, the flagship, the flagship um, Ray Pizza, which is the one across from uh, Miami High, across from the high, um, had all the signs down. And I noticed it like the same day this guy posted something. So I drove in. I literally just drove by yesterday. I went inside. And I was like, Hey, is this still a re pizza? And yeah, it was full of people, and the people at the counter had Ray stuff, and it was all. And she's like, "Yeah, they're just like painting
0: the, painting building. the
1: building or fixing something, so they took the signs down, but they're going back up, and it's still a re pizza." So
0: okay, well then, so
1: if you situation. want your, you want averted. your 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 doughy, uh, your doughy Cuban pizza fix. One day when
0: I like after I finish after I lose like 10 pounds or something, I will go to a Ray pizza with you and we can we can discuss Cuban pizza pizza, because I've never been to a Ray's pizza.
1: Yeah, Cuban pizzas. It's a it's a you got to just have grown up on it, you know, we'll get into Cuban pizza at one point because um, it's one of those things that um, Cuba started in the 70s, um, basically like the government sponsoring new pizza shops. And that's like when I went to Cuba in 2006, there was a pizza shop on every block, Amy. Um, And it became like the national food. So it makes sense that like when these folks came over from during a Marielle in 1980.
0: They were ready to make some pizza.
1: Yes, this place opened in 82. They had grown up with yet a generation of people that had grown up with this particular kind of pizza, which is very doughy because what fills your belly more than a big doughy pizza with like, very like kind of pungent cheeses like they'll use gouda in it you know which has kind of like that pungent swiss kind of flavor to it with mozzarella very sweet sauce because latins love sweet things so the sauce is sweet and they love like uh you know like hawaiian style pizza uh yeah do so like, they
0: put like sachicha on it or do they use like pepperoni
1: no they'll use like hot dogs <laughs> they'll call okay, it okay
0: yeah that's what that's what i meant de, like pizza
1: de perro which i wrote about in that in my book i wrote about finding pizza de perro and i was like I hope day. this is not what I think that it is. And it wasn't. It's hot dogs. That's good. But but we'll get into that at one point. But uh, I think that we have held our guests long enough uh, with our foolishness. And I, <laughs> I, I do want to get his. I do want to get he's his. He's
0: listening to us go on and on about pizza. And he's I like, want to get people. his pizza takes.
1: I want to hear <laughs> yeah. his pizza takes. Uh, and uh, this is uh, obviously Jeremy Ford. So Miami's first and only Top Chef winner. Uh, Jeremy Ford has a Hollywood vibe, as you'll see, Mr. Flat Hat. Uh, but he could not be more down to earth. Um, before he won the Bravo TV cooking competition, and before he got his own TV show, you know, cooking for celebrities, a, a show called Fast Foodies, uh, it's on True TV, uh, or before he was appearing on the Today Show, um, he was growing his own vegetables at his home uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, and it was after his mom was diagnosed with diabetes. I remember he told me the story a few uh, some years back, and that's how like. Really understanding where your food comes from and clean eating became part of his life. Um, and, um, and, and it got to the point where at one point when he was living in Davie, he had built this greenhouse where he was growing 50 different varieties of fruits and vegetables like at his house. So that tells you how much that food has influenced his life and it's influenced his cuisine. You'll see it at his restaurants. And that kind of like being connected to your food, uh, I think, became a really big part of his life after his mother, uh, he he wrote about, uh, who was adopted, uh, found her biological family, and Ford learned that he had an Italian grandmother, a nonna, uh, who taught him to cook Italian food at 14. And I'm super fascinated by it, and I can't wait to ask him. Um, He recently just uh, earned a Michelin star at his first ever restaurant, uh, Stubborn Seed on South Beach. And he's, he's expanding very recently with a couple new restaurants. There's a place in Palm Beach, uh, inside PGA National, and one that he recently announced in Coral Gables. So I want to ask him and get uh, into it all. So welcome, Jeremy.
2: Hi, good morning.
1: Great to see you, man.
2: You as well. Amy, how are you, sweetheart? I'm good good how to you see you.
0: Nice to meet you. I'm
2: great. Yes. Uh, I think oh, this he's has got a <laughs> We can't kick this thing off without this, okay? Oh, oh I love that,
1: man. You, are, I'm so to, jealous. I have right right envy
0: now. Oh, <laughs> oh man. man, oh,
1: I'm so jealous. I wish we were there. We should have done it. We should have yeah, done the show at to your place. Yeah, have a little
0: envy for sure. I know.
1: Salute. Mm. Salute, Salut. Salut, man. Enjoy. Mm. Well, man, thanks for making time. I know that you've been, you have been traveling a lot. You've got the show, um, which it eats up, I imagine, so much of your time. And plus, the not just your restaurant, but it seems like you are really hit a point where you're like, all right. Time to open some restaurants, and uh, and you started doing that. What? How did that get to that point? Like, uh, it seems like like you said, stubborn seed was your baby, uh, and for and it is your baby, I imagine, and it's been for I think going on five five six years now, and mm-hmm. and um and now, and and, and you've recently opened two spots. So like, what what happened that was like all right, let's open some let's open some more places.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that uh, I, I honestly. Carlos I would be okay with just having this awesome restaurant stubborn seed working here five days a week and uh, ending ending my journey uh, just just there because that uh, simply is enough for me to be happy. Um, this, this place is uh, truly uh, you know a statement of, of our hard work and, and who we are as individuals and our the culture that we have built behind this restaurant um, I, I think is uh, is just so magical so many, individuals have come through this kitchen that are doing magnificent major things in this world uh, in this community uh, i think is, is is absolutely awesome so um i started to go on a rant there but yeah i no, just man. i love I, I, I love this place yeah I, I love this place so much but you know i think um i think there is just so much of an opportunity for us to continue to share uh who we are to more and more individuals how do we how do we take this culture that we've uh, created behind me here and how do we bring this to the rest of uh, not just the city but you know the, the country you know so um you know I, I think that uh teaching people, mentoring people uh, you know learning together, I learn from these guys every single day, and it's just I want to continue to breed this this uh this mindset you know and and this this champion mindset so um, yeah, I think, I think I just, I got a bug one day and I said, you know what, I- I'm going to stop saying no. Right. Because <laughs> it was, right. there, there's been offers, there's been offers for, you know, the last yeah, three and I a half was years. Say. Like, yeah. I, I
0: was assuming that people have, since you opened stubborn seed and I yeah. remember when Kendall, Kendall reviewed it and he was like, this is just the best restaurant on Miami beach. And, right. um, and I was, I had been thinking the same thing. Like, why, why? Are, are you focusing all your attention on that? And why aren't you doing the thing that most people would expect you to do, which is like, just blow up and like, let's do all the stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty simple dude and I have three daughters and I just don't want to be that dad. Uh, that's the, you know, that's, that's never around, you know, cause I, 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 I truly think that they're my, they're my heart and soul. And the reason I'm, I, I'm still alive, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, they're, they're they're the they're the that voice in your head at 2 in the morning that says, get your ass home, right? <laughs>
1: oh, man. So, That's funny. Yeah.
2: So, um, so I, I didn't want to expand out too quickly. I felt like uh, this place really deserved 100% of me. Uh, and and now that I have the team that I have, uh, I, I definitely feel more comfortable uh, going out. Uh, we opened up uh, Butcher's Club, which is up in Palm Beach Gardens, uh, as Carlos mentioned. And – and and that, that one was a big project. You know, that's that's a hundred you know seventy seat restaurant. Uh, you know, very very steakhouse vibes. Uh, but it was a very tough challenge for me to separate myself here and start to trust people even more. And um, and I'm so glad I did it because when I separated myself from here uh, a little bit, it really showed me that it is possible to do this and continue uh, opening restaurants and sharing the message of what we do. Um, and I'm really glad I did that. And I, I, I kind of saw that through. And now that it's, you know, she's, she's my little baby about eight months old now, and she's doing very well. And I, I have a great team there as well. Um, and it's shown me that it, it is possible, but I think it's gotta be, um, restaurants. Uh, if you're going to open more and more restaurants, just do it with, with diligence, right? Like make sure you have everything set up and moving in the right direction before you, um, uh, consider doing another one. So that's, you know, that's why we went into phase two or phase three now, um, of uh, uh Beauty and the Butcher down in the gables uh in right. South Miami. So uh yeah, yeah we're ready. We're right ready for to, one more.
0: This is right next door to the Massage Envy where I have a monthly subscription. So I I I will probably be uh I'm getting one. I will be able I'm to getting go. One. You know who you need to go to. You need to go to Blanche. Trust me. Blanche will set you right. Okay,
2: okay, cool. Yeah. Blanche, got it. Yeah, yeah. no, I Love mean it. that
1: so not that Amy's gonna be down there like she's gonna, she's gonna. Get her massage and then get her grub on next door. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna get my grub on. So what? What's the what's the concept of Beauty and the Butcher? What are, what is the um the offering there?
2: Two things before that, Carlos. I didn't get a chance to tell you. Congrats on your second beard. I mean, wow. That's. <laughs> it. I mean, enough about yeah, me. I wow. I mean, how'd that feel?
1: No, it's it's nice to. It's a reflection of how great this community is to write about. Wow. I mean, really, that's it. It's very nice of you. Thank you, man. But
0: yeah, yeah. yeah but and if anybody deserves them down here oh my
1: avocados (laughs) they look great like like she should she should bring avocados to both of us like to prove the greatness of those avocados
0: well now that he has a place he has a place that's closer to Kendall. candle i could go i could bring him some avocados Mm -hmm. the thing is is that once i start bringing them avocados he's gonna steal my seed and he's gonna plant them in his house and he's gonna be like he's out he's gonna start harvesting them that's right
1: it's gonna be stuff that uh, what could be better than uh at stubborn seed than a the, the stolen seed. But don't you
0: me. remember? Don't you remember that if you plant it from restaurant. a seed, it's yours. Amy <laughs> you stole Stolen
1: avocados. Stolen seed. New restaurant coming to South Miami. <laughs> stolen
0: seed. <laughs> yeah. Nice.
1: I, I, Jeremy, it's funny to hear you talk about your daughters. You know, I, I have three, um, and mine are two years apart. Except my oldest is in college already. My wow. My, my next one is uh my next one down in order is a senior in high school, and then I got another one in high school. How, wow. how old are, How old are yours now?
2: I have one, and uh, that just went into tenth grade. She's fifteen. Um, okay. She's my firstborn. Uh, she she's uh, she went to she started at St Brendan, which we're really excited oh, about. Yeah, Bro, right. Yeah, on. Right yeah. On. yeah. yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. Uh,
1: that's I, I remember when we talked when we, we were at you were still a Matador room. I want to say uh, you had not. Oh my gosh! St- yeah, and and um, and you were talking a lot about um, about how important that dad and daughter time was, like that. Balance of family time, and and I and you mentioned it kind of just in passing there, but like you said, these three kind of saved your life. And in what way? Like what? Like you don't just say that without there being like a thing there that that you feel that anchors you. You know?
2: Oh no, I mean, uh, you know what I what I kind of mean by that is is um, you know I've gone through some some periods in my life that uh, you know I got fell into the miami temptations and mm-hmm. you know it, it was a very uh, i've gone through some dark times you know and and uh they've always kind of been the light at the end of the tunnel for me to make me uh, realize like hey like keep pushing you know keep pushing but don't forget you know you have uh, you have a bigger meaning in life because this business will consume you I, I think and if you're not careful there has to be something to ground you and they uh you know they there's just that voice in my head that's like you know like have fun but but remember you know this this is you're you're you are our, our leader in, in life until we're 18 years old and and you know how it is forever anyway yeah. but um yeah just you know i i've i've made a lot of uh I've made a lot of mistakes but they've, they've they've definitely been there to help me uh make better decisions along the way and and i'm just so thankful for them to to remind me, you know that uh, you know this business is great, and I love all the people, the, the the dining, the going out, you know, hanging with friends. But you know, there has to be a balance, like you said, life is balance, and um, they, they're 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 that for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think about you know conversations that we've had on you know on 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 the podcast before, like with Mike Beltran, who was like, you know, I got to cut back on my drinking, and he went cold. He went like sober, really sober for like a couple. Yeah, I, I, I noticed a lot year of the. Too. A lot of get, the guys
0: we talked to, yeah. like they, they, they all kind of got into hobbies too that were like they could, so they could refocus their energy. Like yes. um, Mike Beltran got into his karate or something. He was into yeah. like he's boxing,
1: boxing. He's boxing. He got yeah. into boxing. boxing, and then yeah, and then, right.
0: And then Kush, he he's been like a triathlete, triathlete, lately.
1: yeah. You and, know? You do, and, so and you and you did jujitsu the last time we talked. Yeah, about getting into it, right?
2: Oh no, no, I've been training for almost fifteen years, sixteen years oh, now. Wow. So. So I have. I'm actually up for my black belt this year. I hope to get it because it's yeah. Oh wow, that's no
1: small feat, man. That's awesome.
2: No, that's and and what's funny is a lot of people. A lot of people who don't know about martial arts is that like you can get a black belt and take wando in two years. No offense to them, but jujitsu is a very long journey. It's not. It's there's only five belts, and uh, like you know, I've been training for 15 years and I'm still a brown belt, right? So um, so it just goes to tell you I train you know, I train competitions, I travel, I, you know, I fight three or four days a week. Um, so that's also another, you know, uh, pillar to my, to my life is if I didn't have that to release some of those, you know, those, you know, uh, built up frustrations and just, you know, anxieties and all these things that happen to us as chefs in, in, in the, in the industry, I think it's, I think it's absolutely essential to have some sort of release right i mean i, I like to go spearfishing i think you have to keep your mind busy enough to where you're not out you can't be out until 4 a.m right because right, right. if you have x y and z to be uh, at 6 a.m when your daughter's like hey dress, dress me at 6 a.m yeah. it's like right. <laughs> you know uh you yeah, have to do yeah, three so. heads
1: of hair i've i've been there three, <laughs> do three heads of hair getting ready for school and that's yeah
0: next yep, next yeah lunch boxes Yep. exactly yeah, I, so, I remember yeah. Uh,
2: Anthony Bourdain
1: was doing jujitsu for a long yes, time. Yes,
2: I uh, trained with him, bro. Come on, bro. Aww, I no. trained with him, what dude. What was that like? Oh my dude, god, that, dude! Because was when he, he came he a, to town, tell me, yeah. yeah, yeah, when he came to town, dude, uh, I was at Fight Sports, which was off Second Ave, right okay, down okay. here in Miami and Miami Beach, okay. uh, across the bridge. Uh, and I was there just training one day. And then I see, uh, our, our, uh, professor who, you know, uh, from fight sports, he was over there doing a private lesson. And I, I'm like, dude, that guy looks like Bourdain. <laughs> and I like, I, and I obviously was like, you know, I got, gives me goosebumps right now just talking about. It. So he was over there and I was like, dude, I got to get a match with this guy. I was like, I don't care if I get in trouble. I was like, I can't leave without at least a quick two minute thing. So when he got done uh, his private lesson, I was like, man, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I didn't even have time to take a picture, which I'm so bummed about. But I I, I went up to him and I was like, man, I'm a huge fan. Can we get a quick roll in before you leave? And he was like, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I dude, I kicked his ass, man. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like uh, you know, and I was and I was being gentle. I was being gentle, but uh, but yeah, that will go down in my in my books, man, right for sure. I
0: think that's better than a picture. That yeah, I, I, than you're than right. Picture. Amy, you're so right.
1: Right. To heal to hear the the squeal of submission.
2: To hear the leaven.
0: I crushed him. Did,
2: did you submit him? Did you submit yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four times. Oh my god! Oh,
0: so he yeah. was like tapping out, and yeah. Stuff. A submit, yeah. Is like,
1: like either submit or me. I will, or I, you will pass out in my arms and not in a <laughs> and not in a not in a like romantic a little baby. way. Did
0: he have to <laughs> say a safe yeah. word? He was like peaches, peaches. <laughs> yeah,
2: that is so that a wild cool. story, dude.
1: That is a yeah. wild story. Did you ever have him Very at the lucky. restaurant, or because that's really I, close I, to you? I,
2: no I didn't man and if he, if he did come I don't I don't think he would have been uh, waving his arms around telling us right. he's here right you know just because of how busy and how and how uh, famous uh, he was you know and, and uh, you know rest in peace man you know uh, yeah. what, what a what a guy what a guy yeah.
1: what an interesting what an, an incredibly honest and thoughtful guy um, I remember reading that he would go to like wherever city he was in he would do that he would try to find a dojo and try to get a workout in there because like there is something about like I know if I don't exercise every day if I don't do some exercise and that's as simple as like take the dog for a 45-minute walk (laughs) like if I don't do something
0: yeah we call that Carlos's old man walk
1: that's my old man walk (laughs) I take my dog on an old man walk if I don't do at least that Mm. I feel not right I don't feel I feel kind of lethargic and my brain doesn't work as well and and um is is, you find that it, it does something similar for you like
2: uh, kind of oh yeah part of your brain yeah i mean i uh i usually train either at six uh six a.m for the six like the morning class or i'll do uh noon uh the problem with the noon class is it puts me into work a little like past my end time you know because by because i live down in like palmetto bay so for me it's like mm-hmm. if i leave if i leave jujitsu at one i go home and shower it's one i'm not even here until two and it's just it, it, it's just weird you know i, I, don't, I don't like I I like getting here uh, a little earlier, you know, to have more time with with the team. So, um, but yeah, if I don't train, man, my mind just uh, my mind doesn't work right. Like you said, it's it's something happens up here that just sets the day uh, on a. I think it's also a natural energy level booster, Mm -hmm. right? Because coladas are great, but in forty five minutes, (laughs) you need need oxygen
1: too. But have you tried choking out Anthony Bourdain four (laughs) times?
0: Yeah, that will give you the rush of (laughs) (laughs) oxygen.
1: So you're you're a um, you're like in in the uh, west southwest Miami guy now. He
0: Look lives in South East there. Kendall, aka <laughs> yeah. Palm Bay. East Kendall. <laughs> East Kendall. So do your kids go to do your kids go to Southwood?
2: No. Uh, so uh, Maddie, my oldest, Madeline, did go to Southwood Middle. Wait, no, no. Uh, she went. God, where did she go now? <laughs> it's been two years. Uh, yeah, no, so the littlest one, the littlest one is at um, the other Catholic school. They both went into new school, so I'm like, I- I'm still uh, overwhelmed. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it's, it has it has been a nutty, the last two weeks has been absolutely nutty. Because we took her out of Palmetto High because we were like, we just didn't, we weren't digging it, you know? Yeah. Um, there, there was a lot of issues going on, a lot of fights and just weird stuff. So I was like, all right, we got to get her out of here. So then we went to St. Brendan and it, it's been a tough two weeks, the adjustment, so um, but, but, uh, but yeah, I, I love Palmetto Bay. I, I love my property and space. Um, and yeah, yeah, I love it down there. I'll, I'll drive 45 minutes any day to live down there. Did you,
1: do you ever go f- like from there South? Do you find that once you get further so- South enough, you start trending to do, figure out like what else is down here that, that I don't have to <laughs> drive across the County for. Cause I think about like the barbecue pits and Goulds, uh, things like that. Like, you know, the, the, the taco shops the the mexican restaurants that pop up on little little street corners and stuff the fresh mm-hmm. fruit that you get you, Do you know? ever hang
0: out at Collie square
1: <laughs> he never go to the no. tea room with the girls no, you should take a girl
0: no. to oh
2: that's dinner. cool
1: actually yeah, that's it's nice. a tea room they they might actually really like they that. get
0: into it it's yeah cool.
1: yeah oh i got to go are you so i know that like f- fruits and f- and fresh vegetables are so like at the at the core of like how you try to cook Which it's like we were talking about this really before a lot of restaurants were down here, really kind of highlighting vegetables in a way that wasn't like we're plant based, you know, Um, but you're doing it in a way that made sense. Um, Tell me about how that how that started, because I know you mentioned that it was like like your mom being diagnosed with diabetes growing up was a big thing because it was for me. Like I'll mention, like my mom, she she was diagnosed with diabetes when I was about 10. Oh, wow. And, and like it changed my whole way of thinking because it had to, for the way that she ate and then the way that we ate. And we really started thinking about what we ate. So I, I'm, I'm really curious about how that, what, how, what that did to your, your way of thinking, thinking about food, you know?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, I, I think that was a big part. Um, you know, because we we had gotten news, uh, that, that she needed to change her diet. Like, I mean, immediately, you know how that goes. Yeah. If you don't, Overnight. if you don't cut out, if you don't cut out sugars, uh, things that create sugar in your body you know uh, flour and all these uh, breads and all this stuff that create sugar uh, it it was uh, very tough because she's so stubborn you know she was a stubborn woman and um, it, it was uh, it was a time where we had to all come together as a family and really start to say okay what are we what's in our refrigerator right like like what, what, we, what, are, what when we open this door what what is in there for her to be tempted by um, that we can all start to change and, and and change how we are and how we live um, and, and we just started there, and I said, "Okay, how do I help my mom?" Because I I feel like mm. everyone was very busy in my family doing stuff, and I said, "Like, how do I make an impact on her life? How do I how do I jump in here?" So um, I got really into uh, to, to to being more a little closer with uh, growing vegetables, le- learning more about dieting, learning about uh, when to eat, what not to eat. Um, obviously, there's there's light. You know, food is balanced too, right? Like, we, I mean, I love a good burger. Uh, I mean, and I, I, I love eating that stuff, but you know, there there just has to be a balance. So I got really connected and, and started growing vegetables, and and it and it really translated very well into my career because um, you know, knowing how long a carrot takes to propagate a seed from seed to a carrot is ninety days, right? And <laughs> and when, when we go to the store, when we go to the store and we grab a bunch of those carrots and we throw them in our cart so easily, it's like could you imagine how hard it was just to live a hundred years ago? Right? Like we we take it for granted how easy it is to go and grab a a handful of carrots. And until you really go through the process of creating that carrot, you don't know anything about it. You know? And I think that, uh, my daughter, it was a double win for me because it was not only that I changed my life and my mother's life. I also brought my daughter, my 15 year old, Maddie, she, eats everything now because at the age of four, the age of four years old, me and that girl were planting seeds in my backyard and she was seeing and tasting things at such a young age that she was like, you know, mind blown. And then that now translates into, I I took her to a Michelin dinner out in, uh, when she visited me when we were shooting season two in LA, we went to, uh, I can't remember where it was. And we had this like tomato, right? And tomatoes on the West coast are just like another level. Because that that damn spill they have, I wish you could like bring it here. But um, uh, they uh, she takes a bite and she's like, "Dad, that's the best tomato I've ever had, bro." And I was like, (laughs) "I I was like, you, I'm so glad you noticed that because if you didn't know about the sweet like how sugar levels are different different in uh, East Coast to West Coast, you wouldn't even you just be eating a tomato, blah blah blah." She recognized how much different that uh, tomato tasted and, and all the levels the acidity the sweetness etc and I'm like man I did my job you know like, like awesome. I, I, uh, I I showed her the way so um That's yeah awesome. yeah I think I think everyone who's listening today man if you have kids and they're just stubborn eaters I, I highly recommend getting it's a very small investment get a little those little seed trays get a packet of seeds from Johnny's seeds online and 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 throw some in and just have some fun with it because it's so easy it throws some water on it it pops up, you put it in the ground or in a, a bigger pot, and you just get to see these things with your child It's so important, you know.
1: That's really cool because I I found that with my own kids. Like, and I think kids in general are just so curious about that. There is something that our life make you know, our world makes things appear, you know, it makes chicken breast appear. It's this shiny little this <laughs> yeah, shiny little say,
0: shiny little say, orb <laughs> at at,
2: at I was the grocery say, store. I feel
0: the way you feel about vegetables. I that's <laughs> how I feel about meat. Yeah, that's how I feel about uh, meat. Like I don't know where it came from. I just know I'll eat it. Like, yeah. but and it, I, yeah. I think that if I had to see how the sausage got made, it would probably would be like a, I would approach things differently. Much differently, I think.
2: Yes. Uh. Yeah. Go. Go see a uh a cattle processing plant, and that'll that'll help you really stay vegetable focused. Yeah.
1: yeah. Totally. I, how How do you eat at home? Like, what is your what is your, your personal diet? Like I'm curious,
2: dude, dude, every, so I pretty much have in my life. I take off every Sunday and I spend it at home with my family. Uh, It's one of those, it's one of those days where I don't, I really don't care what's going on in the world. I just care about them and that day. Uh, so to answer your question, man, I literally, I cook out of things. I don't know how to cook very well. So last weekend I did Indian, right? So I really focused my entire day on Indian. So my very close friend Pushkar from Staj, he used to be with oh, me. Even he's one. Pushkar's my he's my brother. He's great. He's my brother. His
1: food is fantastic. I, I have not been to Staj up in. in oh my in West god, Palm, we got to go! And I'm gotta, dying to go. Let's go.
2: Where is Yo, it? When you when you when you want to go, I'll be up there. Maybe we can coordinate some kind of thing, and I'd love to go there with you. That would
1: that be could great. be fun. So Pushkar yeah. Amy, he uh he was Neven Patel's uh like right-hand guy and then he opened the the Design District. He was the head chef at the, oh, design, okay. district,
0: the design District. Okay, the Design District.
1: And then he went to open his own restaurant, Staj. and I- isn't hasn't he opened a second? Is it any opening a second one or am I, am uh, it,
2: it it debuts uh, actually uh, this week was the, uh, week one. Um, right. I but is it open?
0: Is it like way north? Is that what it is? is yeah, that, it's, it's
2: Palm Beach. It's, okay, it's North Kendall. North, north Kendall. I was going
0: to say, is it in Kendall or is it north of Kendall?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. It's North Kendall, so it's right
1: there. Okay, yeah, it's right. it's right there. It's all right.
0: <laughs> there. It's like right where the where the um that train stops working. <laughs> <You> know,
2: <laughs> My wife takes that. She takes the train to Jackson because she works at uh, Jackson. So she takes the oh, train, right, right? Yeah.
0: And she she parks at Dadeland.
2: Yes, yes. Because yeah. she hates traffic, so she yeah, parks at Dadeland, her. and she uh, she takes the train.
1: Yeah, Alex Slackamore you should take that train to uh to downtown to, to New World, to, right? Yeah, to New World. Yeah, yep. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, People don't think about it. People yeah. don't realize the train system here is it's, it's great. super helpful.
0: You can, yeah, it's if helpful. you're near it.
1: If you're near it. It's fantastic, but getting yeah. to it can be a mission.
0: Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah,
1: I, I'm curious, you know, because of, of the, that connection you have with your family, and it's so important to you, um, and I just read this little part, and just as I was doing some kind of background on, on uh, how your mom learned that she was adopted, and, I, and I'm just curious about how that led to then you realizing you have Italian family, and then you have this Italian grandmother that teaches you how to cook, apparently, and I, I don't yep. know anything about that story, and I'm just so curious about that.
2: Yeah, uh when I was gosh. Probably 13 or 14 maybe. Uh yeah, uh so my mother, my mother was adopted and we wanted to we wanted to find out who they were, if you know, and 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 then if they wanted to see her or not, right? Cuz there's that there's that what if like they got rid of me because uh they they never wanted to see me again.
1: You never know. So, like, you you don't You never know. know. And you never know. Sure.
2: So because my father is such a good man, uh, he was, you know, we found out he started researching. He went to the library, started pulling up old newspapers from back in the day. And this guy went on a, a manhunt. Wow. This guy went on wow. a on a, a literal manhunt. A mom yeah, this hunt. This was
0: before a Ancestry dot com.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes, this was before all that. I mean you're talking, you know, I'm I'm getting I'm thirty seven now, so it was a long time ago. But um but yeah, I, I um uh, yeah. So, so my dad so ended up went finding, the finding out, Amazing. he went to the archives. We found out that she was uh, on the West coast in California, uh, up in a town called Carmel, uh, Carmel, oh, California.
1: Carmel is it's beautiful. actually
2: where, um, that's actually where, uh, what's his name lives? But um, uh, Clint Eastwood has a house there. I don't, I don't oh, know why right. I know that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I love Clint Eastwood. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, so um, we went to Carmel uh, we went there on a vacation. We found out who she was. We got in contact with her. We met her for the first time in her home. Oh my uh, she didn't really, really speak English. She was, uh, you know, she spoke Italian. Wow. And so she, was yeah. amazing. Yeah. She didn't really amazing. speak English. So me being a, a, a little rotten 13 year old, I was like, you know, I didn't really know much about what was going on. And we went in and, and uh, we met her and there was, I remember she opened the door and the aroma, the aroma I'll never forget. She was roasting, I'll never forget this. Uh, she was roasting a, a roast. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a roast. And it smelled just absolutely amazing of rosemary and like these floral notes and, and this just this, this aroma. So we go in her house and she had cooked for us, you know, and, and oh, this wow. was our first meeting. This was our first meeting with her. What is so, an emotional um, thing, man. Oh my God! It was it was it was crazy! It was crazy, man! It gives me goosebumps talking about it. But um, we walk in the house, and you know, I, I, we kind of you know we walk around. It's a little awkward. My mom's kind of there, and she's scared, and whatever. And uh, they you know they start somewhat speaking to each other. And um,
1: your mom spoke a little Italian.
2: Yeah, yeah, she spoke a, like very little, you know. Wow. Uh, okay. But but they tried, you know. They b- between their both lack of. <laughs> lack of it. There was enough to just get through. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, and then we went and I went to the kitchen, man. I'll never forget. I watching her slice through this roast and there was garlic cloves in the roast. And I was like, what, what, what's going on right now? As she was slicing, the meat would come down, but in the loaf you would see the these loaf. chunks of garlic.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. And I was wow. like, and, and obviously now back then I was like, Oh my God, how'd she do that? Is she like magical? But looking, obviously now she forced, you know, has one of those yeah. tools where you like, you know, like a, like a little, uh, like one of those sharpening stone steels where you go in, you stuff it with your finger. Right. But I was just like, yeah, mind it totally
1: It totally changed your, it's, yeah. it's something completely new, something completely new you come across.
2: I had never seen. So um so that was something that was, that I'll never forget. And then it was obviously, a, you know, homemade pasta. And and that's where it started. So then we actually, my, we relocated from uh, Jacksonville. Or not for, I don't know where we were living then. We, I was kind of a gypsy child. We moved around when I was like growing up, right. so I, I don't really have uh, home base. You know, roots, most... in, roots anywhere but Miami now. Oh, so, um, uh, we, yeah, East we moved Kendall. our whole family East Kendall. East Kendall. Yeah. We moved our whole family to the West wow, Coast. Yes, amazing. we moved and we lived in Carmel. We lived in uh, another town, uh, Redding, California, which is Northern California. And we spent a couple years there, man, and then she became ill and, and, and we lost her. and then we, we, uh, we thought that it was time to come back to the East Coast. and that's what brought us home was after she had uh, passed. Uh, we came what, back. But it was great to gift. spend a couple years with her, man. What great a
1: gift. What a gift. That's you amazing. Gave that woman. And what a gift that woman gave you guys in that very small time oh, in life that like maybe whatever the story was, why she couldn't raise your mom, whatever that story was to be able to get Pass like it. the best Damn. of it, like everything flew all the cream floating the top and just getting the best of it there at the end.
2: Yeah. I think she probably in. felt for, she probably felt for right? Like if there yeah. was, if there was an emotion inside of her, cause you know, giving your child, it was actually a forced, uh, uh adoption oh by her goodness. husband. Oh yeah. It was a God. forced. It was so, it was so, yeah, the story is awful. It was a forced, Yeah. So I think that probably gave her a lot of peace, you know, yeah. uh, because when we met her, she was I mean, she was bawling. I mean, it was it was very emotional. Um, but we found out later it was a forced adoption. And, 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 uh, and yeah, I think that us connecting with her those last two years of, of our, her life, I, I, like you said, man, that probably really gave her a lot of peace. And it, it, it started a fire in me that maybe that's the reason I'm here today doing what I'm doing.
1: That's incredible. There's a there's yeah. a I'll never forget a passage in a or a section in a book I read called Chuggie Bane where there's a character and uh like there was a woman, you know, her husband had gone off to war, World War 2 and came back and by the time he came back, she had a son. And yep. that and he just like disappeared that son. Like that child disappeared and he came back home and there, it was like where's the baby? And she and the guy says what baby? And they just went on to with their lives. And I I think that that's that's how it was of stuff like of stuff did happen like that. And Yeah how tough and yep. and so how did that that whole experience how did that change your your life and your the way that you thought about family and how you thought about your own roots you know the way that you thought about you know who i am you know like i guess i'm part italian you know like that kind of thing you know and that <laughs> that whole thing
2: oh uh, yeah it was it was it's actually very uh it was very nice to 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 find out who she was and and where we were where our roots were from originally because um, you know, we just, when you're adopted, you just don't know the lineage and you just don't know who you are. Of course. And when we found that out, everything started making more sense, you Do know, you like there was, yeah, I have an older brother. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it gave us, it gave us a lot of, um, a, you know, it gave us a lot of stuff to, to really like hone in on and, and, and give us some things to celebrate Because, um, you know, and, and, and I do have a lot of like, my style is heady Italian, not a lot, like, you know, probably 40% of my mindset creating a dish, like has some kind of Italian uh, influence or, or some kind of, you know, we always have a pasta here. So yeah, I love, I I love that stuff. What
1: a, yeah, what a, what a beautiful gift to get, Yeah, uh, you know, to, to, to send, to send you on. And yeah. so, so tell me about like, the, like how then you go from like having that kind of growing up to like, did, then did you like go to high school in California? Did you come back here? What, like, where did you like? I did some school, a, some uh, school there. man, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I did some school there. Uh, then we moved back uh, to Florida. But yeah, my, I had like a weird gypsy, uh, gypsy, uh, uh, ra- you know, raising uh, life, lifestyle. So, um, you know, I, hola. <laughs> Um, uh, pop pop yeah. into the restaurant. And say, What's up now? <laughs> yeah, lunch time. No, she comes and gets all the money. She's our she's our uh, <laughs> our gal. Uh, was she was takes say, all the money. I was gonna
1: say, are you sure that's not your three daughters? Because that's 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 who plays weapon. the role in my house. You know, Instead she's to give like her yep. <laughs> they come and they get all the money, and that's that's how that works. And, yeah. and so, like, where did your like? When did you start cooking? Like, what is the thing that like professionally? Like, oh, I'm gonna do this professionally because I, I, honestly, before like Top Chef, like that's really when you came into I think a lot of people's like knowledge base. Like, oh, here's this guy. But before and after that, I think you worked for Dean Max at one point, who's like the godfather of everybody who likes seafood and pasta, basically. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, how did you get into cooking? Like, what is it that made you decide this was a career that you wanted to pursue?
2: Well, uh, once we had met, you know, um, Anita, you know, I, I started to find a love for cooking, uh, just spending time with her. So once, once, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it it was, it was funny because when I came back to Florida, that's all I thought about. Like I just, I just, me and my father, like every, every time I could get in the kitchen, I was just like addicted to it. And oh, then I started watching Emerald, you know, Emerald Live. I don't know if you remember that guy. When oh my was, God, he was the, he was the king. He the was godfather. the king of. Te- he's the godfather of like inspiring me. So what um, was his little
0: catchphrase? Bam, <laughs> bam, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. No, um, he
0: had yeah.
1: he had a bunch of other little ones. What was the? Uh, he had a million.
2: Butter. Countries. He'd always talk about butter. You know, butter. Uh, yeah, um, garlic. You know, he's always like the <laughs> garlic guy. You know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, you know, he was a big influence uh, of me visually once it became part of my soul and my, and my in, uh, insides of what I wanted in life. Um, you know what's crazy? I got to tell you a funny story. My father and I made a fake ID. So I could go get a job in a real kitchen. How Come crazy on. is that? Oh, that I Jesus, swear to you.
1: You and the fact that it was you and your dad. Me and my dad, dude. Amazing.
2: Yes, he should go to prison for that. No, you um,
0: should not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you no, should was, give him
0: everything you have because he yeah. made you. Yeah,
2: you did it, yeah. man. Yeah. How did that yeah, go? What was it. the job?
0: What was the job and where? Yeah,
2: we. Well, I, uh, at the age of fifteen, I believe uh, I was too young to be in the kitchen because of the uh some stuff so child we had labor to change laws. child labor laws Something yeah like child that neighbor. yeah so me and my dad we made this fake ID um and I came in as a you know I think I was 15 but we made it to where I was 18 yeah I was an 18 year old ID <laughs> and uh and then I got my first job um Jeremy you know, McLovin <laughs> that's hilarious uh so so yeah um, where were you working we made- what was the
1: kitchen what was the job and where
2: uh this was a place called a uh, lighthouse grill it was a restaurant on the water in jacksonville yeah okay. and i was yeah and i was able to go in the kitchen and peel shrimp and use
0: knives I and- yeah you better not get a fake id to be in the kitchen washing dishes i hope you
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no hell no no i wanted to be i wanted to do something i wanted to get my hands dirty Awesome. So, uh, at the age, I mean, that's, I mean, I sort of, I've been working literally full time since I was 15. Full time. So for
0: you, for you, since this is something you've been doing for so long, like, what does the Michelin star mean for you?
2: That I can die in peace, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> and East that, Kendall. That was the flowers.
1: They gave him yeah, the flowers.
2: That was Yeah, that. I can die. No, I, I uh, yeah, you know, I, I, it's one of those things where literally I can die in peace now because. Um, you know, that was one of those goals growing up because, you know, you gotta remember my whole career has been Michelin. It's been, I worked at L'Orangerie when I was there, it was a two-star restaurant. That was my, cause I left here at seven, at the age of 17, I left Florida and like, I dropped out of high school at 10th grade. Like I knew what I wanted. I was, I didn't care. I didn't care about anything. I was like, I was like food, food, food. I don't care. I got in my car. I was like, I love your mom, love you, dad. I'm out of here, and I, I got on the road to California, and um and that was that. You know, I went out there, and, and that place. I mean, you know, you spend a couple years out there, and I think that it wasn't just spending time in California. It was the era in which I spent it in. Right? Mm. You're talking a time where these guys were still brutal back then. This, the, you know, yeah. the era we're in now, you can't get o- you couldn't get away with the, you know hitting me in the face because I overcooked a Herrick vert. You know what I mean? Like. This was a time, this was a time where there was a lot of violence in the kitchen. It was a very brutal era. Um, and I'm so glad we're, we're over with that nightmare because I still have PTSD from that, you know,
0: I bet that sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have
2: a, I have a subscription to Xanax because of them, but
0: (laughs) it arrives every 30 days.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a reminder every day, but, um, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know that time out there really molded me into who I am, you know. And, and uh, it, it, and to answer your question, it's like it was just Michelin, right? Like everything was like you fight for the star, you die by the star, you live by the star. And uh, coming back to Florida, you know, uh, because I the reason I left and came back was my mother had gotten ill, right? So when, once my mom got the diabetes thing, I was like, oh wow. You know, I got to come back and like, you know, cause she wasn't doing well with it. Like she had right. diabetes for a long time. It was getting worse. Nobody was mm-hmm. doing, I felt like nobody was doing shit at my, at my house. I was like, we've got to like, we've got to, we've got to do something. Deck. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone was scared to say no to mom. Right. right. Everyone would be like, Oh, well, you know, that's just how she is. I said, I don't care what she likes to eat. We're going to, we have to change it. Right. You know? Um, and I came back and I just, I made it, you know, I was the son that was like, you're not eating it. <laughs> Um so uh we're the bad guy. It's funny. I'm the bad guy.
1: When my when my mom got diabetes also, I felt like I I very much identify with what you said where it's like you're this little kid and but yet you feel like it's your responsibility to make sure that this person there's a switching of roles there. Like I like as a little kid you're you're generally so powerless, you know? that you find the ability to get, to find well, a way think to help how hard in these ways, is, you know?
0: Think how hard it is to change your habits as an adult. That, yeah. That's really tricky. Like, it's yeah, very it's, difficult to change really habits is. when you're older. It's easier it really almost is. as a child for you to just be like, this makes you sick. But when you're older, you, like if somebody told me to stop drinking coffee, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to die.
1: i just die. I'm <laughs> just going
0: <gonna, I'll> <laughs> to die. That's what's going to happen. We're dying.
1: <laughs> so so you came back and were like, that you, it sounds like towards the end there, you really, that's what got you back to Florida.
2: That's right. Yeah. I would have, I probably would have stayed out there not forever, but I would have stayed out. I would have liked to seen through a couple more years, maybe, you know, and, and spend a little bit more time, but I spent, uh, about almost a year, year and some, uh, some change at lingerie. And then I got, and then I went to patina, which was another, I mean, Joachim Slisha was one of the, the baddest mofos on the West coast. I mean, he ended up selling his brand, uh, and vague, I mean, he had a huge brand of restaurants, but, um, uh, yeah, I spent another year there, and then I got the call that you know she wasn't doing well, and I'm like, all right, all right, I'm coming back. So I came back. Uh, I spent about another, I don't know, probably a year with her, and got her. You know, I, you know, I was miserable too, though, right? Because I was working in Michelin star restaurants, and then I came back to Jacksonville, and I'm yeah. like, what am I going to do here? Good so I, it was funny. I spent a year working in construction with my father, dude, and <laughs> wow. a little less than a year. Yeah, because I wow. was like, because I because I needed to be in Jacksonville, and there I was like. I can't go fry shrimp, a coconut <laughs> shrimp somewhere. So I was like, I'm I, just gonna, I'm, you know. It was more. It was better to be completely
1: out of it.
0: Just uh, don't, the, don't yeah, make me. I don't want to watch. He didn't want to watch. He didn't
1: want to watch. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I don't can't watch see what none you're of doing. This.
2: <laughs> I, I can't see it. So I, I did construction, and I, I, I bit my tongue every day. I woke up and I put my little, my, uh, you know, my, my, my uh, equipment on, and I just, I, I swallowed my pride and I said, you know. I uh, this is bigger than me. It's for my mother and I'll do it until it's until we're in a good place. Uh, and I spent a good I don't know, man, probably six, eight months just 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 on her every day. And then I I, I got the bug, man. I had the itch. I was like, I got it. I got to get back into to my my uh, my love. So I, uh, I started looking. I was like, how do I um, how, where where can I find a place that has all the culture, and the food without being in New York or in San Francisco. And I said, what's the closest thing where if I need to go to my mom's aid, it's close enough, right? Like, and I I said, Miami, Miami is the place. It's got everything I'm looking for. It's got opportunity. It's got everything that I need uh, to to start to to be able to still be in close enough reach where I can still see her if I need to hop on a plane or a five-hour drive. And, and And I'm getting the best of both worlds. And that's what brought me down here. I mean, and that you were at the D Max. So yeah. I went to D Max.
1: Oh, D Max. Okay. Dean Max oh,
2: okay. yeah. okay. brought me down in 08, Uh two thousand and eight uh was when I started with him and I, I was with him for about five years. Uh and I, you know, I just I grew with him. We opened up restaurants together all over the country. We opened up in uh Cayman Islands and, and it was all man. He he had he had me uh you know, traveling with him and it was the best opportunity to be a part of that stuff. So I want to um, say yeah. that
1: like like people that cook for him, though, like Lindsey Autry, who owns the Regional. Um, I, I want to say Timo Paula Bruce, de Silva, Paula de Silva, uh,
2: Paula, Paula de Silva, uh, Pushkar Neven,
1: Pushkar Neven. Neven
2: um, uh, let's see, there's more. The list goes good. on.
1: It's this ton of it, this guy's like this. I don't know what he is. Uh, this kind of uh, this this chef master, like where he just turns yeah. like, all everybody that works underneath him. Did he have what, what was his touch was it different than like the the slap you in the face guy for overcooking <laughs> green beans like was it what was his what is his style like
2: Did So it was nice? very I'm so glad you asked that question because when I met him I had only seen psychopath chefs that need to be on medication wow And when I came to meet Dean this guy's like surfer dude like super relatable like as kind as can be and uh, I was like, wait,
0: When's wait, something's wrong.
2: I'm like, I'm like, wait, something's wrong. This guy must have like a, a dark uh, a skeleton in his closet or something. He's you
0: know? got something in the basement. Yeah, he's got,
2: <laughs> he's got, a, he, yeah, he's got something. So, uh, And he was this guy who just grew up with a different mindset. And he treated people with respect and dignity. Uh, and he knew about the relationship. Uh, that chefs need to have to their farmers, fish purveyors. And that is something I never was never ever taught anywhere else in any restaurant because no one shared that with me. And he really brought me, I mean, he literally took me to farms, introduced me to everybody. Swank Farm. I had no idea what Swank Farm. That was the beginning of Swank Farm pretty much. That was when they opened. So we were a
1: pillar. So Amy Swank Farm in, in, in Palm Beach County, it like grows an incredible an incredible amount of of vegetables of, of produce for just about every restaurant in in um in that whole county and and down here like they bring stuff down here they do mm-hmm. they do dinners at the farm with you know they bring in chefs and they do dinners at the farm it's, it's amazing It really is amazing
0: fancy
2: yeah yeah and he and he really closed the gap for me on on how to like how to have a connection with purveyors it's not like you're just buying You're not just buying a a a box of vegetables, man. You're you're like you need to ask them how they're doing. Like, how's their family? How's your? How's everyone doing at the farm? You know, like check in on them. you know, start to care a little more about the people that are behind these things that you put on your menu. Um, And that's why, like, if I hear one of these younger dudes that's like, you know, has an attitude, or I see in a text thread, like, just real. You know, kind of a, an arrogant or or just not really like caring or or, or something. I'll I'll, I'll I'll pull them aside and say, "Hey, look, man, you may be frustrated with them, but that's not how you talk to them." Okay, you treat them with respect. They're part of our family. So I'm so glad that I got I had Dean to like reel me in on that um, on that side of it. Well,
0: that's I rude. think that's probably a good lesson too because um, the the nature of a restaurant is you want to have good relationships. Because imagine during COVID, like. Oh. If you have a supplier and you don't have a good relationship with them and like you needed them to front you something or whatever, you yes. know, like you, you need 100%. to have a relationship with the people that you that you're doing business with because yeah. they'll be there for you. You know, if once they know who you are and they know that you're good for it, they'll they'll help you in the lean times, too.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. I, oh, I'm my just, God.
0: I saw this show on this show on um Hulu called The Bear. It's about oh a, God. It's, I it, oh, dude, I can't the watch first, it.
2: I can't watch Jeremy, it. Jeremy,
0: it's so stressful. I could I not deal I can't with it. Watch it, was, it. I was like, did, did you back anybody? out too? Oh, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. Oh I, god, yeah. Yeah, I I had the same <laughs> I had the same
1: reaction to it. I was like, This no, is this is, this is uh, too I can't stressful. this is abusive. This is stressful There's Two guys yep. yelling
0: in the kitchen and everybody's just trying to do their job. I was like, no, you can't have two 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 commanders trying to go, one guy's oh, trying to go all high end, and one guy's like, shut up, make some pasta. I was just like, no.
2: Yeah, no, it, it's it's that show is it, it's it's pretty it's pretty cl- everyone's like, "Oh, it's just like, you know, a restaurant." I'm like, "Oh, we'll calm down a little bit." But uh, you know, right, it's, right. it's it's exaggerated. It's exaggerated, but it's exaggerated in the wrong direction because for yeah. me, uh, you know, it just brings back so much of those that those stress, bad times. man. Yeah. Those bad times and and um and I'm glad that things like that are coming out because it, it, it's also uh, uh, um, a, visual, a visual piece that people who weren't a part of that era, the old school era in the kitchen that you saw a little bit about. It. And I hope that people understand how grateful they should be that we've evolved into what we are now doing and caring about people and making sure they have family meal every day. Like these are the, this is the era of like the best era ever, I think that we're going into for hospitality industry. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely that was like a, a definitely a, um, a a view of, of uh, a day in the life back then.
0: Yeah, that was huh. rough. I, Fifteen minutes in, I tapped out. I was like, I poor man. Yeah, I'm yeah. good.
1: I'm curious how you balance then like this this very kind of holistic you know life that you have and you're very connected to your kids and your family and and then like also doing TV things like that's very str- like I I really I asked Amy at one point I was like, does Jeremy want to be a TV star? Like, is that a, because you're on top chef and then you're like on this, but I'm, I'm like, Oh, and like, then
0: he's he got that one star? show. Oh my God. You know, that but show that the, the, the show you that you're it? on, the, the fast foodies,
2: Fast foodies. that yeah. show
0: seems so labor intensive because really you does, have to man. bring so much creativity to it. It's I'm not like, like, it's not like it must, this where we just no. talk for an hour. It's and like, it's not like, no, it's not like they're like, here's a couple of, here's some ingredients, make, make some food. Like you literally have to study. How do I create the flavor palette of this thing? And then how do I like make it into a gourmet thing like that? When I watched that show, I was like th- they had to do so much work just before the filming of this that I, I don't even know how you got through it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very it's very hard to balance uh, because that, that, that filming is a shot in like downtown L.A. So I'm gone from my family for about a month. It's a month because when we, when we shot the first season, you're talking in the middle of the pandemic, like where filming was a nightmare. I'm talking like we had three, we had two to three COVID tests per day throughout the day. We were all in bubbles, right? So like you would have, uh, your sound guy, your, uh, you know, your camera guy, right? And we were in a bubble. So none of us were allowed to leave. It was a nightmare. Little terror, it took little, way little longer.
1: Entertainment terrorist cells where everybody's Oh, separate. my God. Doesn't know what's going on with Oh, the my other God.
2: One. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was very, very difficult. But through it all, you know, when the cameras came on, we had to, we had to perform. Um, it's very, very tough. But it was shot in a time where it was perfect. My restaurant closed per pandemic rules and CDC guidelines. And then I got the call they're like, hey, your show got picked up. Because we shot the, the pilot like three years ago. Right, oh, wow. and I just thought oh, wow. I thought it was over. You know, I'm like I, I get a phone call one day, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, congratulations, you got picked up." And I'm like sitting at my house, like scared to breathe air. I'm like, "Oh god, you now know? I have to do the yeah. show." And, and, and then I was like, I was like, "Okay, well, my I guess my responsibilities at the restaurant aren't very uh, useful Intensive, right now." Right? So yeah, so I was like perfect timing. So we went and filmed. So I never stopped cooking to answer the question. Everybody else stopped cooking for at their restaurants for pandemic, I wasn't, I didn't stop. I went and cooked for <laughs> TV, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, it's very, it's very hard to balance the both for sure. That's,
0: that show is fun. That's a fun show to watch. Cause it's like, it takes what, all of your Season favorite. two is my favorite. Yeah. Season two is my fun. favorite.
2: Yeah. And
1: it seems like, I mean, you have the right personality for it. Like this is, this is the culmination of you. Like in the sense that a guy who really is, is gifted at his craft but then also has this personality. Not everybody has that, where you can be in front of well, the camera no, and be, what, feel relaxed. I think
0: and- what it does is it shows that he can take, you know, a, a classic American favorite, and then he can... Spinnered it on its head like he yep. was like making like foam out of like the tasted just like a pickle from mcdonald like it was like a whole other level you know it was like i'm gonna make this a juice and it's gonna taste just like a wendy's frosty you know it was and, it, it was,
2: and some of that stuff was like surprisingly crazy good i was shocked no, I'm i was sure like I was, wow I was,
0: I was hooked i was like look at that i want to eat i'd eat the hell out of that i'd eat yeah. the hell out of all that stuff that that show was cool.
2: Cool. Well, I'm think, so glad you liked
1: it. Well, I think what we learned is that Jamie Ford is a renaissance man. He is.
0: <laughs> a man of many talents. <laughs> a man of many talents.
1: But, and, and really, Jeremy, I mean, getting to have this conversation with you and talking about some of these things that I've been curious about for a long time, I think it's been, I think this has really been one of the most fun shows that Ever. we've done.
0: For sure. And, yeah, and I because, agree. Yeah, well, I know that because we, 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 had, we don't even want to let you go. I know. I was it's <laughs> yeah. like I'm I'm looking at the time and I'm like, questions. we should,
1: should probably let him go. But yeah, but like, why don't, do, sure
2: why don't we do why do episode two? We'll
1: do episode yeah, two part next week. We'll part, part we should do a part two. And in between we're gonna go to Stubborn Seed and, and like gorge ourselves. For
0: sure. Yeah
1: but listen, yes. but, but before we let you go, you gotta play our game. We we ask every guest to play a food related <laughs> Kiss Mary Kill. So and because you're a Miami guy and you've embraced Miami, we gotta ask you to play with uh, cafecito, croqueta. And pastelito. If you got to kiss, marry, kill, one of those three. Uh, those three, and I, I love. I want. I want to hear which. Oh my which you come down.
2: God! That's a hard one, dude.
1: It's not called kiss, marry, marry, man. I no. mean, like you got to kill one. it's not one. kiss, it's, kiss, kiss. It's, it's, it's not kiss, kiss. I mean, you know the kill rules are the, the rules. Kill, kill the, the pastelito.
0: Kill the pastelito. Okay.
1: Okay. okay.
2: Why? I don't okay. need them in my life, okay? Messy, I want man. them in my life. I do They're not very need them in my life.
1: Oh, that's so – that crispy, that, oh, that doughiness. Oh, man. Oh. So, all right, but so it's pasta. the only
0: one that's real – well, I guess the coffee has sugar. but Right.
1: All right. It's, so no, I, no, no.
2: When I get these, I do half sugar.
0: Oh, okay. Oh.
1: If, you tell, if you tell
2: them half sugar, that's the guy. That's the that's, one. Okay.
1: That's the place. All right. right. That's where, it. Do you, where do you get your cafecito? Is there
2: a specific spot you try to hit? There's a window next door. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. yeah. Wait, where are you that. at yeah. right
0: now? Are you at Stubborn Seed?
2: Yeah, I'm at Stubborn oh, okay. today. Yeah, perfect. yeah. perfect. All right, All so, right, so who are you? Who are you okay. kissing and
0: who are you marrying? Uh,
1: croqueta or cafecito? What's it gonna be? What oh, can't you live he's without? He's concerned.
0: I, yeah. He must have a real affinity for croquetas, Carlos. Yeah. yeah. He must really like them because yep. he's already got the cafecito there. That's the, the thing that's there. Kiss the
1: croqueta. Kiss the croqueta. Have you have you done croquetas at Stubborn? Are you a, like
2: have you- uh, we, we have done versions of them, mm-hmm. um, but but my new spot, Beauty and the Butcher, down in South Miami, you will see a little bit more. Uh, I, I will do a, a little spin on a couple of things that are that I fell in love with since my time in Miami. Um, I'm, I'm, I have a cool yuca dish that I'm very oh. excited to to do, and and I can't wait till everyone tries it. Um, and there's a couple more like little, a little uh, surprises to come. But um, oh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, and I have a great chef coming on board there. I'm actually taking my exec sous chef from here, Juan Vieira. He is, uh, he's been here R and Ding for me for a long time. He's been a great uh, asset here, and I'm just, uh, I'm sad to see him leave here. But I am excited to share him with South Miami, and uh, he's gonna bring, he's really gonna bring a cool flair to the restaurant. So that's nice.
1: fantastic. We're excited about that. So that means that you are marrying cafecito. the cafecito.
0: I just. The yeah. guy that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the man showed up with three. With the man showed up with three cups.
0: It's a it's, ring. It's, 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 it's on yeah. my finger. Uh-huh. If you like to put a, put, a,
1: put a colada on it. If you like it, then you put a colada on <laughs> it. Then you put
2: a colada on
1: it. Jeremy Ford, you oh, are okay. off the hop seat. Hot the, off the hoff. Seat, and you have been so great and so generous with your time and and we can't thank you enough man
2: hell yeah thank you for having me both of you so 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 good to catch up and, and so much more to say uh, i'll see you up north for stage whenever for you're sure. ready let me know north and we'll, kendall. we'll, plan we'll it. be up in north kendall yeah we'll be, we'll be at north kendall his north uh north kendall location but yeah we'll until that. next time i love you guys thank you so much for your for having me on today thanks for coming sharing. we, we you, appreciate brother. it Thanks. Cheers.
1: Satya. Oh I man! I can't he's love. that. He's the best. I, I I'm, think, a fan.
0: I'm a I fan. I think this was
1: my favorite. I don't know, man. This is this is up there. Yeah, Maybe my favorite episode. That's it's been.
0: All right, so, so wonderful.
1: He's I'm gonna, so wonderful. I'm
0: gonna have to go to his new place now because it's yeah. close. It's it's in my it's in the area the the radius of miles from my house that I will go to without. <laughs>
1: and it sounds like a place that's gonna be it's going to be like a more miami place in the sense that it's uh, a, a little bit more um it will it'll be more uh, approachable i think cuz Sea, he really pushes pushes the limit there and
0: yeah, and you know fancy. he's
1: got a south beach audience too you know i mean like you know anybody can obviously go there but you know he's got a he's got a real international audience here this place might be like more like you know feel more like home like miami you know related yeah. i i'm very interested i'm very curious to see what he's going to do All he's, right well
0: i'm going to do i'm going to do a date night there one night
1: Yeah yeah, I'll, I'll definitely meet you up there for that because that, that sounds great.
0: Oh, and then we can go to Fox's.
1: Yes. For drinks.
0: We can go yes. to Fox's for drinks afterwards. I've,
1: I've been there again, and that place You're is... You're a regular. A, I He's think get, I'm a regular uh, Carlos
0: is getting hit on by 70-year-old women up at Fox's. Yeah.
1: Oh, look at him. He's so adorable. Let me tell <laughs> you,
0: you. It's not dark little, enough in here.
1: That little old lady who... That 80-year-old lady who confessed to cheating on her husband at that place. That tells you everything you need to know.
0: On brand. About the Very... Fox. <laughs> on brand. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Amy, I believe that that was an excellent show.
0: I agree. I think and it's show, a show. And I think I'm think, think I i think a fan now.
1: Yeah, 100%. If you're not a fan of Jeremy Ford after that, I mean, uh, you're just not a fan of people, I don't think. That guy's you're, great.
0: Your life is sad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's try it again next week, okay? Next week. Don't leave us, Pierre. Never leave again.